welcome back to another week of the Rev MD podcast. We created this podcast for medical billing and coding tips to help me- medical practices really thrive when it's getting harder and harder to get paid for what physicians are doing, right? I mean, as insurance rates go down, and so we're really hoping to grow this podcast. So if you could do me a favor, if you haven't already, please go head over to the Apple podcast and leave us a review that helps us get out to more individuals. We will never do any advertisements. And so that's a way for us to continue to grow our audience. And if you could feel free to share it with a friend. If this podcast has helped you even just one tip, that would really help us continue to reach more physicians. So this week on the RevMD podcast, we are going to talk about what breaks your business. So a lot of times people are asking us, okay, so how do I grow my revenue? How do I make sure my medical practice is more and more successful each year? And I was actually listening to another podcast recently, and it was a woman who is a very successful businesswoman, young, spirited, and she actually had a really good point. She said, instead of thinking about what you can do to make it better, think about what are all the things that can break your practice, and then let's avoid those. And so today we're going to talk about things to avoid to make sure you're not breaking your medical practice, but with a spin on it regarding medical billing. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is making decisions, any decision without data or metrics. So as you guys know, I'm a really firm believer in data. Um, We actually create these data dashboards for each one of our clinics that we oversee from a medical billing perspective perspective. And so these data metrics or data dashboard allows the practice to understand from a medical billing perspective how things are going. It also allows us to understand how things are going big picture, right? So we track 13 months of financials. And so I'm a big proponent that any decision you make in your practice really has to be data-driven. And that can be decisions around medical billing, or that can be decisions around practice operations, um, really understanding, you know, revenue, expenses, and even subdividing that into, you know, revenue by provider, revenue by, you know, if you have a multi subspecialty practice or different types of services within each practice, you have to be able to understand each of those units separately in terms of what's coming in and what's going out. Now for your medical billing metrics, We really like to understand charges and receipts as a baseline, but then really get into the details around denials and accounts receivable, both by patient and insurance. You know, are you collecting copays? How is your collection every time that the patients come into the office? And so really understanding this information helps you make good decisions. So, you know, whether that's, you know, I need to bring in a new provider, and is that provider going to make us money? Is there going to be a period of time where we're covering their expenses? What is that runway? What is the lifetime value of a patient? So if a patient comes in and they're a new patient, 
how often on average are you seeing new patients? How does that range depending on the age of the patient? Can you make some assumptions that if you're trying to grow your practice and you're trying to go out there and get new patients, what is that demographic you're going to get? And then what is the ROI or return on investment for the marketing you're putting out there for the new patients you're getting in? And then are you tracking the volume of new patients and your receipts for those new patients? So things like making any decision, whether that's a change in vendor, whether you're trying to change your billing company, right, should all be based on the data that you're seeing. And, you know, we often see practices say, well, I want to, you know, cancel a insurance carrier, or I want to, you know, renegotiate my rates, having that data in hand so that you can determine which carrier are you going to go after in terms of changing your negotiating your rates? Which one of the car- carriers are you really considering canceling you know, your contract? And then why is that? What would be the revenue hit on your practice? How would that patient volume change if you're going to cancel an insurance carrier? All of these decisions are challenging and without the data, mistakes are going to happen and that's where you're really going to hit your business. Now, I'm not saying you can't cancel contracts with insurance carriers or you shouldn't renegotiate. I think all of those things are absolutely true if you have the data to support why you're making that decision. Now, it's always easy to make quick decisions based on gut or instinct or emotions, but those will always come to get you in the end if it's not based on if it's not based on the data that allows you to make informed decisions. So even for our own business, we love metrics, right? So for all of our practices, I told you we have that data dashboard. And really that's kind of the client-facing dashboard. That's their 13-month view, that's the financials, that's the details on accounts receivable, denials, et cetera. But we also get into the weeds with our practices so that we understand, right? We do weekly audits to understand how our team is doing. Are they entering charges within 72 hours? Are they managing the accounts receivable to the guidelines that we put out there, which of course you guys know me is part of our policy. And then on a on a uh, mid-month basis, how do those results look? How do our audits look? How do our metrics look so that we don't get to the end of the month and go, well, shoot, what happened? And so that's a way for us to track and trend everything. We also track and trend denials for our practices through a denial tracker every week. And that's another way that we ensure that the practices are doing well. And if we need to intervene, we're not waiting on a monthly basis or every six month basis to intervene. So again, this is both how we manage the data metrics within our own practices. Again, as you guys know, we own a full service medical billing and coding company. So we want to make sure everybody has what they need to make decisions for themselves, right? So their operational decisions plus our operational decisions. So if you're out there thinking, okay, I've got some big decisions to make this week. I want you to sit down with a pen and paper and start thinking for each of those decisions, what are the metrics you need in order to make an informed decision? So again, we talked about things like changing a vendor. Okay, why are you changing a vendor? What's your volume of spend with them? What is the trend in spend with them? You know, what's the volume of the product that you're buying from them? And then you almost want to do like a mini business case with the other vendors you're trying to change, right? So what are the three or four top vendors that you're considering and how would that volume or the spend change with each of those? So 
Again, vendors, you want to have data. That includes changing a billing company. If you're trying to decide, okay, I need to change to a new billing company, why is it that you're just saying that? Are you not getting the metrics? Are you getting metrics and not happy with them? What would your expenses change if you were to look at different companies? And what is it that you need in order to be happy with another vendor? Then also with bringing on a new provider or a new physician, what why, what's the problem you're trying to solve? What's the data that you have that's necessary for you to make the decision to say, yeah, this is a good decision. They're going to bring in X per month and that's going to increase over six months and that's going to cover their expenses and here's their expected revenue. All of these things are really critical for you to think about or have somebody thinking about in your practice. You guys know I'm a big believer that the CEO, who you know often is a healthcare provider or physician, be the one who is sitting down and understanding that information. While you can have an office manager or somebody who puts it together for you, it's really important, I believe, for physician executives to understand this data. All right, number two brings me to an area that I think all of us struggle with and something that you really want to avoid. And that's keeping people around in your business that aren't good for your business longer than you should. Now, I'm, you know, it is not easy running a business and no one will care about your business more than you do. And so there are always going to be times when there's need, a need to change staffing and that's painful, right? It's hard conversations. Nobody likes to happen. But again, you know, back to my previous conversation, right? This does still need to be somewhat data-driven, right? How do you take a staff member and say what it takes to be successful in this role? How have you onboarded them? How have you communicated that this is the list of their tasks and this is what the output should look like, right? So whether that's an office manager or for us, a medical biller, right? We have expectations. You know, you have to submit claims in a certain timely fashion. You have to manage the AR in this manner. You have to hit these metrics. We've onboarded all of our staff with those expectations. We've onboarded our managers with that expectation. And so for us, we have very clear expectations on what it takes to be successful. I even have expectations on how quickly people should be answering emails and meeting with clients. And so how, you know, if you're looking at your own staff, how have you set those expectations when you've brought somebody on? What do you clearly expect them to do on a day-to-day basis, week-to-week, month-to-month basis? And then how are you meeting with them to say, okay, yeah, this is going really well, this is not going well, and 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 how can we make tweaks? And then if those individuals are not meeting the metrics over and over again, no matter how clearly you've communicated to them, then you have to think about is this the right person for the business? Or maybe things started out really well and then things started to slip and you've communicated over and over again what the expectations are and they're still not meeting that need, then it may be time for a change. And it's that shouldn't be taken lightly and it's never easy to make a change. Again, it's not easy to have those conversations. But if you understand where you want your business to go and how you're gonna get there and the individuals that need to be on board to getting you there, then it's really critical for you to not keep keep people around that aren't meeting your needs just for the sake of avoiding hard conversations because you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that you're not getting where you need to go as fast as you know you can without the right people. And so I'm reading this book called Top Grading which talks about identifying A players and finding individuals for your office that you know, really are going to exude the right characteristics that you need. It talks about like how to interview them 
um, what questions to ask, et cetera. Highly recommend the book um, or, you know, something along those lines to help, again, better yourself and your team to find the individuals that are going to help you get there. So again, tip number two, don't keep staff around longer than you should if they're not meeting the needs of the practice. But more importantly, how have you onboarded them? How have you communicated your expectations? And what are you doing to help sit down with them to make them understand, you know, where things are going well and where things maybe need improvement. And then last, if they're still continuing to meet, not meet the needs of the practice, then it may be time for a different search and a different individual to help oversee. But again, you have to be extremely clear with what you're looking for and how you're going to get there for each of those individuals to be successful. So tip number three, focus in your business. Things to avoid when it comes to focusing on too many things at once is looking and understand how many projects do you have going on at one time in your business? Are you changing multiple things at the same time? And how does that change the focus of the individuals that are supposed to be getting these projects done? And I'm a big believer that working on too many time, too many things at one time is going to split your focus among the team members, making sure you're focusing on one thing at a time, getting one project up and running, having a true project plan, understanding for each of the projects, what are the steps to be successful? What's the timeline? Who's responsible for this is really going to be key to implementing any, any new thing or any change. And that could be a billing company that can be credentialing that can be changing EMRs and PM softwares that can be adding new providers that can be changing the business structure adding a new service in your business. All of those things take time. They take a a concrete business plan. They take a concrete project plan. And I know that a lot of these are things we didn't learn in medical school or other healthcare training, but in order to really be successful, you have to have individuals, if it's not you, who do a very good job of understanding those steps and who's going to do what, when, and where. Because Projects in healthcare you know, practice, running a practice, are you know takes change management, takes buy-in, takes project management in order to be successful. And so, if you are a practice that say is on the smaller side or even a big practice, and you have an individual who's helping you manage those practices or manage those projects, then having a team meeting to say, okay, here's the things that we're going to change. Here's the business plan on the why. Get everybody on the same page on what you're trying to accomplish. And then working through the steps to say, okay, here's how we're going to accomplish that. Getting that project up and running and moving in a successful manner before bringing on another project is so critical so that one project doesn't fail. And oftentimes some of these projects are super critical to the operations of your business. And so if you're splitting your time between multiple things and projects start to fail or they didn't get, don't get implemented successfully, then it's going to be a struggle for the practice to succeed. I know for our own business, we've learned the hard way that every decision we make 
must have a business plan and a project plan before we move forward. And so then we can sit down with our team to understand the steps necessary to make this successful, who's going to do what and when, and then determine if this is the right time and decision to bring on this project. So I know that this is kind of the boring, no fun stuff when it comes to running a business. And you can see how each of these can be applicable to even the medical billing or credentialing in your company, right? Doing too much at one time, keeping people on that aren't successful or aren't doing what you need to in your business, and last, making decisions without data, all three of those things are critical to whether you're making decisions in your medical billing and coding aspect of your business or really any aspect that impacts the operations of your practice. So last but not least, if you are trying to figure out how to make all of this work in your own business, sit down with your team, understand what projects are going on, understand if you've communicated well with your your teammates around where your practice is going over the next six months. You know, we've talked about goals and how you're setting those for 2023 a few months ago. And so it's, you know, close to the end of a quarter, sit down, relook at those goals, re-understand okay, what's going well? What projects do we need to put on pause? Which things do we need to speed up? Which staff members are doing well and have that communication with them? Which ones need to have you know, a change in approach or focus? And really understanding how all of this impacts your day-to-day business. So I hope these tips help for when you're trying to think about how do I make my business more successful? Well, here are three things for you to avoid in your day-to-day operations so that your revenue can continue to grow. And as always, we are a full-service medical billing and coding company. We help with medical billing, full service, everything from claim submission to AR work. Um, We help practices also really think about the operational decisions that are going on. That is my favorite part around this. So we get into a practice and we really like to understand, okay, what's going well, what's not working well, and how can we help automate as much as possible in a practice? So if you are looking for a new medical billing and coding company, head over to nationalrevenueconsulting.com and we'd be happy to meet with you. Have a great week.